Apologies for the audio on this podcast. It was over the phone. He was in Montreal. Uh, life happens. Technology happens. Uh, you can still hear him. There's just a little bit of crackle every now and then. Uh, I hope you still enjoy it. Here we go. And we are back. Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Wherever you are tuning in from in this crazy, hectic world, the fact that you tuned in here with me at the High Button, I do truly appreciate that. Our next guest, he is a very skilled individual. He is a very accomplished individual. He is Zach Fucali. For those of you who do not know, he is the fastest goalie in Quebec Major Junior Hockey League history. In history, to 100 wins. He is the franchise leader for the Halifax Mooseheads in wins, playoff wins, and shutouts. He was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens after his junior career, recently signing a contract with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. He has won a President's Cup with the Halifax Mooseheads. He has won a Memorial Cup with the Halifax Mooseheads. He has won a gold medal in the World Junior Tournament representing Team Canada. He has won a gold medal for Team Canada in the Spangler Cup. The list goes on and on about the accomplishments that this man has achieved. I am honored that he has taken the time out of his day to talk to me here at the high button. It's going to be a great one. Everyone sit tight. You know what comes next here. We go. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the high button, man. I appreciate you uh, you coming on. Well, thanks for inviting me. We've been uh, trying to uh, organize the schedules for the last couple of months, but finally it's working out. Finally. You're a busy guy, I understand. <laughs> well, we both are. you got a bunch of stars on this thing as well. NBA, NBA stars, Olympic athletes. It's pretty good. You're a fan, man. That's awesome. I didn't know you were listening. That's thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. It's good. Love it. Um, I was looking at your Instagram this morning. I saw that you were uh, you're working out. How was the workout this morning? Oh, it was good. This morning was uh, kind of, man, it weighs on you <laughs> after a, a good hour and a half of uh, pushing that sled around. It's, uh, it's a good one. It's, Thursdays are good. That's fun. Is it hot and humid right now in Montreal? Like, I can barely breathe oh, in Halifax how hot it's it is. so, so humid right now, man. It's, uh, yeah, you, you go outside and... Uh, Feels like you're 20 pounds heavier just because of how heavy the air is. Oh, it's terrible. I haven't had a good sleep in weeks. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, speaking right. of speaking of hot places, Vegas. Congratulations on the the new contract. Oh, thanks, man. man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's uh, it's good, but I think it's less humid in Vegas than it is <laughs> in Montreal or Halifax. So yeah, you got. I think uh, that's a good sign. You got the dry air out there. You don't have to worry about the humidity. You'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure I will. So when do you head out there? Uh, when do you head out there for camp? Uh, so, yeah, just recently I asked, and um, camp is starting September 13th. So I don't know if it's uh, just the medicals that day, or I haven't gotten much information on that yet. But, uh, yeah, it opens the 13th. Okay, nice. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, so I want to talk about the organization that drafted you. Obviously, Montreal, one of the most historic uh, organizations uh, in the NHL. The feeling that you must have had being drafted to that organization must have been incredible for you and your family. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. Essentially, like I want to get into like Carey Price, but I want to talk about the organization as a whole first. Because essentially, they took you from a junior player and turned you into uh, a professional. Maybe if you could give the listeners like a little bit of nuggets about uh, you know what some tips they gave you to, to turn you into a pro hockey player. Yeah. Uh, so when, when you come out of junior... Uh, so when 
you play in the the, Q, the QMJHL or OHL or WHL, you, you're kind of familiar with the schedule because you play a lot of games in juniors. So that's that's kind of a positive compared to uh, the NCAA. There's less less games, so uh, the scheduling was was fine. Uh, in Halifax, we travel a lot, so. Uh, in, in, in pros, it didn't change that much, or the traveling was kind of a little bit easier. But yeah. uh, they take care of you pretty well. Uh, man, drafting in Montreal was was crazy, man. Like at first, I never thought, I never thought that uh, you know, out of all the thirty teams uh, available at the draft to, to pick you, <laughs> the odds of you going to the one I grew up in, and you know, my dad and I, we we we'd get triggered. 10, 10 game packs for years, and we choose out the game. And man, it, it was special to, to go to, to Montreal and play uh, play some preseason games. And unfortunately, I didn't play an actual season game, but I got to to back up a few. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was crazy for not just me and my family. I mean, we've been fans uh, since forever, right? I mean, growing up in Montreal, it's tough not to to be a fan and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was just crazy to be uh, the odds the odds were not there and then I, I still ended up coming to Montreal it was pretty cool did you know <laughs> did you know before the draft like did you have meetings with Montreal like how, how big of yeah, a surprise well, was it at the, at the, yeah that's a good question at the combine um, you do the, the, the physical testing and then uh, it's a couple of days so the team gets to like uh, schedule interviews with players and all that and, and of all the interviews that, that I had I thought that like I was I was kind of nervous and all that for the for the Montreal interview and I didn't think it was it was my best one like at all I think it was probably one of my one of my worst ones and uh, I just didn't like it because they drafted me but like I, I seriously coming into the draft I was like oh if I if I have one team that I really don't think I'm gonna go to and it's Montreal <laughs> and that's the, the the one that happens so. It was, that's hilarious. At least likely in my mind, but it still happened. I was like, "Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool." That's hilarious how that happens. What a like surprise! <laughs> yeah, like you're just looking at Montreal going up. You're just like, "No way!" You're probably texting on your phone or something. They call your name. I couldn't imagine the adrenaline just going through your body. <laughs> yeah, my body's like, "Imagine, imagine you go to Montreal." I'm like, "Yeah, imagine." <laughs> and then four days later, he calls me like, "Yo, imagine is real now, man. <laughs> imagine is real life." Well, yeah, as, as soon so as you get drafted, like if you talk about like media coverage in the NHL, obviously Montreal is the biggest, like next to Toronto. Actually, no, I'd say Montreal. Eh, I don't know. They're probably tied. Whatever. Talk about like as soon as you got drafted, like the media coverage that was all over you, the questions, the pressure. Did you feel that as soon as you got drafted? Because apparently that's a real thing in Montreal. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really because I don't know. It's a good question because at the same time, I sort of grew up into it. Like, I've seen it. I've seen players come in the city. Some didn't like it. Uh, some, like, really, they were fine with it. And I didn't really feel that at first because uh, I, I would go back to junior the first two years and I was a goalie. And, and uh, I think also the fact that uh, when I was first drafted, it was so stable in Montreal in terms of, of goalies, you know, Price was going to sign a long time, long term deal, and so I didn't have that uh, pressure to, to 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 how can I say it? Like play in Montreal right away, you know. Yeah, yeah. So 
So no, I didn't feel that right at the draft. Maybe uh, maybe a little further on where I, I, I really wanted to start getting games and I thought I was feeling ready to play. So, you know, you, you get you get more of the, the, the nerves. But no, at first, especially not at the draft because you're sort of... <laughs> Yeah. You're sort of like hit with all these emotions, and and then you, you don't even know what you're doing half the time. You're answering questions, and uh, <laughs> and you, you really don't even know what you're saying. It's, it's a couple of days later where you're like, "Wow, it's, uh, it's finally done." After all the buildup, the buildup for the draft is huge for for like one day, right? So yeah. it goes by really quickly. Yeah, I saw the interview that you did. I think it was with James Dumpty, Dumpty, right after. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah. He talked about your personality, and he's like, yeah, with your personality, you'll you'll be a good fit in Montreal. I, I was watching that today. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was it was cool to be on that one because they they also talked about. I think I might be wrong, but I think they talked about my <laughs> my dad's reaction to it. I don't know if you've seen that. Where, yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw. They called my name, and then they they, they switched to to my family and uh, my dad, <laughs> full hand on his head, like whoa. Made <laughs> a, a funny picture. Apparently your dad's a great guy. Like when I talk to people about you, like guys that are on the Mooseheads and they come over here, they're like, man, like when we won the Mem Cup, Kali's dad was in Toothy with us like all night, just like loving life. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. But uh, yeah, people remember my dad's reaction to, to me getting drafted a little bit more than me because I, I, I was so like, I wouldn't say surprised, but like I was so, I don't know, filled with some crazy emotions that I... I I barely reacted. I just stayed poker face for a little while, and then when I put on uh, the jersey, that's when it hit me, and then the smile came. So it, I had a little delayed reaction. <laughs> that's awesome, man. It's funny. So, let's All learn. right, cool. What about Carey Price? Like, talk about that. Do you have any, uh, you know, meaningful conversations with him? Uh, did he give you any tips about how to be a pro, how to conduct yourself, like back in the net at the NHL level? Anything that he, uh, anything he gave you? Well, you know what? I don't think. Um, You'd find many goalies that, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about just Montreal, I'm talking about all around. I don't think, uh, like, the starters in the organization, they're going to have these types of conversation with the younger guys because, you know, they got the, they got to worry about their stuff and get prepared for their 60 games that season, right? So uh, I think the way they want us to learn is more by, by observing, you know, and once we're on the ice with them, I had the chance to to practice and 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 back uh, back up some games and and learn and just watch. You know, I think observing is is really important because then that's when you see over time. Once you see it a bunch of times, you see okay, well, this is recurring. This is what uh, you know, pro starters. That's what they do. You know, that's what uh, brings them success. So, to me, I observed a lot of being being in practices with them, man. Like it's. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive, like you guys can imagine. Yeah. Um, but uh, he he had to get ready for like 50, 60 games that year, so he didn't have a whole lot of time to just sit with me and be like, "Oh, okay, well, this is this is how it's gonna be in the pros." <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, camps and stuff like yeah, I did learn a lot. And I was gonna say like the fact that you're with Montreal, the best goalie in the world. Like you probably had the best learning experience, like you said, just observing being a sponge and watching the best player in the game do it, like, you must have learned so much. Like, I could, now, well, I didn't even think of this. Well, now I'm thinking of it. You're going to Vegas where yeah. potentially, like, he's flurry. He's, like, the top five goal, best goaltender in the NHL right now. You get to go there, yeah. watch him, like, talk about – that's one of the best learning experiences for a goalie 
in the world. Yeah, you're right, man. Because you can learn from anybody. Like, uh, it didn't matter if I signed in, like, uh, I don't know, like, if we just start naming teams, Nashville or New York or anywhere, like, we would have said the same thing, like, oh, well, they're, oh, here there's Longquist or, like, uh, Rene or, like, you can learn from anybody. Like, yeah. seriously, even they can learn from the young guys. Like, everybody can learn from everyone, especially in Foley. So, like, yeah, man, like, it, it's been great to be in Montreal and learn from, from Terry Price, which, which was good. But now, I, you know, I'm moving on and I've learned things about myself and, and in my own game. I've learned things from my own mistakes instead and, and, uh, yeah, man, it's good. It's going to be a new opportunity in Vegas, and uh, I've had the chance to uh, have a few scrimmages against uh, Fleury in the past couple of years, and uh, yeah, we've talked a few times, and yeah, man, it's good. I'm excited for this new this new spot, man. It's going to be good. That's awesome, man. You seem you seem happy about the new opportunity. I'm happy to hear it. I wanna mm-hmm. I, I wanna bring it back locally here. I wanna bring up a name that you you will know that I know as well. I I played with him, and you played with him. Um, he was the Starting goalie for me when I played junior A, Chris, Chris Clark, and he was your backup goalie. Yeah, man. Clark, yeah. yeah, and he was your backup goalie uh, in Halifax. So, yeah, well, he wasn't just that, man. We were best buddies yeah. uh, for that year. And, man, a few years after that, we were we were uh, organizing some stuff. Uh, like, we saw each other at Oceaga, the music festival in Montreal, and, uh, you know, tried to cross paths. Uh, the last couple of years, but yeah, I, I still consider Clark to my buddy because if he's around, I'm for sure trying, trying to uh, connect and uh, go for go for a drink or, or some dinner, man, for sure. And he went to the draft with you, correct? Yeah, he was there. See, uh, like I'm telling you, like we, we were best buddies, even though we were, uh, you know, I, I was playing and and he might have been playing a, a few less games, and, but he was happy uh, in, in that whole thing. So yeah, we were good buddies. So that's the question I want to talk about, like the relationship between two goalies on a team. Like, obviously, you want to do well, both the starter and the backup, or maybe you split the games 50-50. Me being a player, I don't know what the relationship is like between two goalies on a team. I was wondering maybe if you could shed some light on, uh, I don't know, what, what it's like. Is it competitive? Is it friendly? Is it Do you push each other? You know, in your past, what, what's the relationship? I haven't had, uh, seriously, in my life, I haven't had a bad relationship with any of my goalie partners whether I was a starter younger older like seriously I haven't had a bad uh, relationship at all like I think I think it's good to to, to get along uh, with your goalie partner because at the end of the day like you see these guys every single day yeah. you have to practice you got to be on the road so like yeah it's good to have a good relationship and, and everybody wants to do well everybody wants to play and, and that's what makes it not personal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if we if we made it personal every single day, man, the long the year would be like six times longer than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So at the end of the day, goalies, we all know that uh, we want to play, and that's what makes it not personal. You know, at the end of the day, that's a good answer. You know, like sometimes sometimes the coaches will make the decisions of who plays, and, and that's why, like. Some things are out of our control as well, so we just got to keep playing, push each other. Like I told you, I, I don't think I've had some bad uh, relationships with goalies uh, like I've been partners with. So, yeah, I've been lucky with that. I think I've been paired with some pretty good good guys as well, so, like, good locker room guys, too. There you go. You're getting lucky here. I want to talk, since you're going to a new team, you're going to, to Vegas, I want to talk about 
going to Halifax for the first time. What your thoughts were on the city, the organization, things like that. Coming here at a young age, uh, like what were your first impressions, even of like the Metro Center, like everything? Oh man, like I didn't expect uh, the ring to be that big. I had never seen it. Walked in, I was like, wow, like, this looks like the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it was good. I, I was really happy to, to go to Halifax. So they were they're really excited to, to have me as well. And, and then there was Nate, and, and then Joe came. And, uh, man, we, we had a great team to start our first year at 16. And, uh, man, I just remember that first year, the highlight of that year was when we came back again. Uh, the Ramparts, uh, we were down 0-3. And, man, that was an awesome year to start it off. Yeah, I, I was, I loved Halifax from the get-go, yeah. I have a question about the orange seats. Like, remember the Metro Center, they had orange seats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as a goalie. I don't really know it without the orange seats. Because I haven't, I haven't seen it like without it. You haven't seen it yet without the orange seats. No, no, and I, 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 wa- I went. I was there last week in Halifax, right? And and they uh, they're doing some renovations inside, so there was like a bunch of construction, and the seats were covered, so I didn't even see it. Oh uh, man! Yeah, with the new seats, so oh, that's yeah. funny. Well, anyway, okay, in my, my mind, they're still orange. Well, that was my question about the orange seats when you were playing as a goalie in the Metro Center. Did you like the orange seats because you saw the puck better, or did it really not make a difference to you? Uh, well, <laughs> didn't make a difference because the seats in our games they were mostly filled. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's just, yeah, I thought, so I, thought uh, I didn't. I didn't really notice. Uh, only only before during practices, like hey, you don't you don't really notice that. That was like my all star question. I was like, he's gonna love this question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, our, our seats were pretty full. We were lucky, man. Like, good team, so. Oh, that's uh, funny. So, yeah, talk, yeah, talk about one. the dressing room of that team, man. Like, probably one of the best junior teams of all time, arguably. Um, how much fun was yeah. it playing in the Metro Center for the amazing organization, knowing that we have a chance to win every night? Oh, man, it was good. But, see, um, throughout the whole year, nobody talked about the Memorial Cup. Like, not even one. Like, really? We didn't even talk about that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody mentioned it. Like, um, man, it was, it was, it was a good locker room because there was a lot of talent, but a lot of guys that uh, you know push each other. Like, guys would get into it sometimes in practice because they were really competitive. So that was good. And and then our, our, our Dom, our coach, was was really kept us on a on a. On a good line, and, and what he kept us honest, you know, like Dom, is, Dom was good for our team in that regard because he kept us honest at all times. And uh, personally, I, I was working with Eric Raymond my, my whole junior career almost, uh, and you know we had a great relationship. So that was that was great for me and great for the whole team. So yeah, man, that team was something else for sure. You, you you've seen it. Oh, I was there. We had season. Me and my buddy Tommy had season tickets that year, and we were at the end where. Uh, where you guys shot twice and like watching Joe okay. and Nate on the power play move the puck was just like, oh my god! Yeah, see, they were busting. They had Marty on the one timer, Conrad just uh, just quarterbacking the whole thing most of the time. But man, like it's funny because you could literally put four, like six or seven or eight other guys <laughs> that weren't on that first power play. You could still they could still be on a first power play anywhere else on any other team in the league so like that was so special we were 
really deep as a, as a team. Yeah, that's what everyone says when they come over. Like when Hardy was over, when uh, uh, who else? Uh, Conrad, I think Sawyer said the same thing. Everyone says the exact same thing about like all those teams. Just the pat, the, the skill you guys had on incredible. Yeah, and fast and, and, and yeah, man, we were also well coached. Like Doff, I'm kept us honest. I think like that was the main thing. Yeah. Did uh, did Nate or Joe ever make you look stupid in practice? <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, for sure. Uh, man, we we had we had our battles. Like it, it was good. Sometimes we uh, we do some shootouts, and and uh, one day. One day I'd get uh, I'd get the better of them, and uh, 27 days in a row they'd get the better of me. But then I just remember that one day, you know, like <laughs> to me that was all that mattered. But that's good, but that's good, man. It was it was some good battles, and I think for me that was great because in practice I'd, I'd be facing not just me, and Joe, but man, it was Marty first, probably one of the top five hardest shots I've ever seen, and he was 17 and 18. So I can't even imagine now. Uh, but I remember it, it wasn't just him. Like Darts had a freaking great shot. Actually, um, Frank Conrad. Man, I could just go down to the list of just shooters. The guys that just could shoot the pocket. That was great for me as a goalie because I I've get to face that all the time. Oh, incredible! Incredible lineup. When you came back from the World Juniors that year and you had to do the speech in front of ten thousand people. Two questions. One, were you nervous? And two, did you have anything prepared or did you just wing it? Um, I think, okay, when I was treated to Quebec, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't really have anything prepared like on a piece of paper. I just had like two, three things I needed to say. Yeah. And uh, there was like the worst thing that happened. I forgot to mention my goalie coach. <laughs> <laughs> like I named like eight people. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I walked off the ice, someone came up and forgot Eric. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't, man. I didn't forget Eric. And then I thought back. I go, oh, shit, man. I forgot my goalie coach. <laughs> and uh, for like the past four years, I, I've been working with him the closest. And uh, yeah, man, I felt really bad for that. And uh, he let me know afterwards, too. But uh, oh. it was good. I was kind of nervous for it because. Uh, Kind of a packed house that night, and uh, it was nice, man. It was uh, something I never really expected to happen when I first started playing for Halifax because you know you don't you don't really imagine these, these things happening uh, to you like that. But man, uh, Halifax was so good to me that uh, to, to to finish it off like that and turn the page that way before I left the bank was was seriously like unbelievable. That was yeah. I've uh, I've, yeah. been, I've been going to Moose yeah I've been going to Moose games my whole life and I've seen maybe three four maybe five standing ovations since I've been there and you're one of them so uh, you're, you're the people's goalie in in my mind the, the people love you here in Halifax well, yeah thanks thanks for that like, like I was, the fans there were great I had such a great time there like the standing ovation like for five minutes I was like okay guys it's enough I'm just like the goalie like it's okay. It's yeah. enough now, but uh, no, there's a lot of love, uh, a lot of love for that city, a lot of love for the fans there, for sure. Love it, man. So I, I mentioned World Junior, so I want to talk about that right now. Um, well, actually, first of all, where's your gold medal at right now? It's uh, in my room. Is it? It's in here. <laughs> Are you in your room in right now? Are you looking location. at it? No, I'm not looking at it, no. It's <laughs> an undisclosed location. 
uh, undisclosed <laughs> location. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about the, the year you guys won the, the gold medal. Um, some of the talent you guys had on that team, incredible. Connor McDavid, Max Domi, you know, Darnell Nurse, Anthony Duclair, the list goes on and on. Man, you've played with yep. such amazing players. Like, like, I'm just blown, like, just naming off some of these players. Incredible. Anyways, um, I want to talk about one individual player, McDavid. He was a leader on that team. I want to know what he was like, like, in the dressing room. Was he a vocal leader in the dressing room, or was he just, like, a leader on the ice type of guy? Uh, I wouldn't say he was uh, really vocal. Like, he, he wasn't, uh, I don't think uh, Dave was more of a, he's not a, like a yelling type guy. Like, he, yeah. he's quiet and he, he just lets it speak on the ice, you know. Like like you said, he, he'll be a leader with how he plays and how he, he brings it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I remember, you know. It's already been uh, three years uh, since that happened or so. Uh, and I just I just remember uh, from playing with him a couple times that when he comes to the rink, like he's, he's all business, and whenever he comes to playing, he just goes hard and goes all out. And you can see with his skill and speed, like he just brings it that way, man. That's how he leads. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk about your like mental preparation for, like you know, if you think about it, you played in gold medal game for the World Juniors in toronto gold medal like you know how kids play road hockey growing up and they, they picture that moment well you actually got to live that moment so you're like a rare breed in my mind i want to talk about like your mental preparation going into that game you're at the hotel are you talking to family are you are you playing video games are you trying to keep your mind off it and just go through the motions play the game like what is your mental preparation to prepare for that like pressure and that kind of game uh, oh man <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I was doing. Uh, obviously, I, I think I called my parents and then we talked like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing today? Because they were there as well. Okay. Um, but I don't remember exactly what it was like. Uh, well, that's good then. If you don't remember, if, if you just want to... I mean, with that, with, with the, the whole tournament's kind of busy. You know, you, there's a lot of... Well, we practice it every day. Um during like the preliminary rounds and then there's media and then you go to the hotel, you got a meal, probably a meeting. And then, so it, it keeps flowing. And I think that was the goal at the beginning to just keep it flowing so that you didn't really have time to sit around and, and think about it. Yeah. So I think uh, we just, we just did what we did the whole tournament. And I think I, I like to do that even during the season, whether it was that tournament or like even this past season, I like to keep it, more of a routine and just keep it uh, going the same way I've been doing it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what I did. I just came into the game, found myself, uh, just keep doing what I've been doing for the rest of from the beginning of the tournament and my whole life, basically. And I just played the game, and uh, it was it was a pretty cool, pretty cool experience all around. Man, Toronto was crazy. Like I never seen that. Never seen that. Yeah, man, of course. You won a gold medal in the heart of Canada. Like, incredible. Like, yeah, just talking about yeah, it. I, uh, I, I think I'm a pretty lucky lucky human being to have been uh, part of that, that's for sure. Attaboy. What would you guys do uh, to celebrate after that win? Um, well, a lot of the, well, not a lot, but a couple of the guys couldn't really go out because they were 17. Oh, yeah. So we, we didn't. It wasn't that we didn't. Uh, we celebrated as a team with our family uh, after, 
the ATC in like a, a restaurant there. The yeah. And, um, and we sort of had more of a celebration as a team in the summer when we came back. Uh, oh, there nice. was a big ceremony for like the rings and then a golf tournament and then, you know, we, we, we stayed together. That was more of the celebration. Did they, did they let you keep your jersey after the tournament or did they auction it off? Because there's two, so we had we had one. Yeah, I don't know, for sure. What one did? What one did Sorry, you keep? What color? Uh, man, I don't, I don't remember. I think it's red. I think I picked the red one. Yeah, the red one's nice. I like the red one. That's the one I, you won the I gold. I might be wrong. I, I, it's a 50-50 chance that they're they're all my jerseys like that. They're at my uh, my parents' house with my mask, so I'm not sure which one I get. Just say I'll red. Have to double check that one. I'll go. check you in a couple of days to, to remind you which one I got. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Let me know. Um, I want to talk, like, oh, we're on the topic of international uh, play. You also played in the Spangler Cup. Yeah. That talk? was cool, man. Yeah, That's like, really cool tournament. I'm kind of, I'm not confused about the tournament. Like, I'm just not, I guess, educated on the tournament. Like, talk about, like, I, how does the team become formed for Team Canada? How does that work? <laughs> Look, I, like, I was just like you. I had, I just knew it existed. Yeah, okay. You know? Okay. I just knew the Spangler Cup was a thing uh, close to the time of the World Juniors, and um, I watched it a couple of times, but then once I, I, I got a, a call that said, uh, Zach, we'd like to invite you to the Spangler Cup, I said, wow, okay. <laughs> and at, that time, at this time, I was in France, and so I was like, am I, am I even allowed to go? Yeah. And um, then my agent said that, yeah, Montreal signed off. Signed off on the idea, and uh, yeah, I could go. It was in Switzerland and Davos, uh, there every year, and then they take guys either that are in the AHL, that the, they have the NHL teams that they can go, or European, uh, well, Canadians that play in Europe okay. for that team. So there's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, there's, there's a KHL team, Davos is always part of it because they're the host. Uh, they take another Swiss league, uh, team that year was HC uh, Lugano, okay. the, the Italian speaking part of Switzerland. Then there's uh, a Czech team, and which other one is there? There's five or six teams in the tournament. Yeah. And yeah, man, the, the, the crowd is, is crazy because it's like a soccer game. Yeah. And there's, there's drums and, and like trumpets the whole time, and people are chanting the whole game, and it's, it's pretty cool, man. Like, it's something I haven't really seen before. Yeah. And being in those games, that was really cool, man. I, 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 was, I was glad I, I got to be a part of that as well. Because at that point, um, I, w I got sent down that year uh, in the East Coast of France, and, and I was sort of looking, like, sort of searching for myself. Like, I was, I was in a place where I, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, what was going on, and um, I was playing. I, I was on a pretty good streak before they called me, and and then that just gave me a nice little boost uh, of confidence, uh, being part of that. And then we won it, came back, and then it was a good playoff run after that. So the whole timing of that event was great for me because it gave me a nice little boost. And man, it was a sick tournament, like sick experience, seriously in Switzerland. Man, it was really awesome. That's awesome, man. Timing is everything. It seems the time's working in your favor. That's sick. Yeah, well, the, the timing for that was, was good because, uh, like I said, there were, there were some times that season where I was I was kind of down on myself and all that, and uh, that really helped me get through it. 
you know, gave me a nice little boost and a little little lift, you know. Yeah. So that was that was nice, man. Really, really cool tournament. Have you been to Switzerland before? No, I've been to Europe, but no, not Switzerland. I've had a couple buddies that have gone. They say it's beautiful. Yeah, they say the women are beautiful it's, it's too. Something right? else. The, the Swiss Alps is just like there's yeah. something to just see. Like you, when you're up there, you you feel something different, <laughs> you know. When I, so, when, so when I get there, I'll message you and let you know how I feel about it. <laughs> All right, good. Sounds good. All right, I need uh, I need. What do I need from you? Okay, I need your superstitions. Pre-game. Superstitions. See, it's over the years. The guys I played with, they got really superstitious. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I'm superstitious because if, if let's say my routine has to change for some crazy reason, I don't know, like the bus breaks down or we're getting there late or I don't know, man. I don't have this or that to get ready. I, can, I don't. I don't think that bothers me much. Like I'll just adjust. But um, I like to. There's one thing for sure though is I like to stick to my routine. Like I like to just redo the same thing because I know that when I play it, I get me ready, and when it starts, like I, I feel good with it. But uh, if it changes, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. So I don't think I, that makes me superstitious. You know right. what I'm good answer. But. <laughs> Like, on the flip side, some players <laughs> I've been with are like, yo, Zach, like, you're really focused before the game, and, like, what are all these things you're doing, these stretches? I'm like, look, man, I'm just getting ready for my game. Like, <laughs> like I'm not that superstitious, I don't think. Like, all right, pregame music. Yeah. What genre? Pregame music. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, uh, depends on the time of the year. Sometimes I like... Uh, Actually, not sometimes. Most of the time, I like hip-hop that'll, that'll be uh, upbeat, a lot of lyrics, you know, uh, get me going. There you go. Um, but uh, other times of the year where I just get tired of that and I want to listen to some, some house and some dance and more deep house uh, vibey yeah. type. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mainly, mainly I like to listen to hip-hop before a game. All right. I was uh, before this. I was digging for some dirt on you, and I was talking to Sawyer Hannay. Some dirt, and, eh? Yeah, okay. And he said that one time you guys went to a movie theater. I think it was the Trailer Park Boys movie. He said in Dartmouth Cross, and he said that you were shaking everyone's hand before the movie or after the movie. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. So, see, that was even before I met anybody on the team. Like that was um, so the first. It was the day before camp opened. I was uh, driving up there with my family. My whole family made the trip for that, for the opening camp. Okay. Uh, so we're driving, and then I think we were in Truro, and I get a, a text from Brent Andrews, and he goes, Hey, Zach, uh, you know, camp starts tomorrow. The guys are going to watch a movie. We're going to see, uh, I don't even remember what the movie was. Uh, do you want to come, uh, you know, come along with the rest of the team? <laughs> I said, yeah, sure, like, that's great, uh, I'll be a little tight on time, but, you know, I'll, I'll be there, you know, but okay, so I get to the movie, and the movie's already started, so I just, like, I walk in, the guys are all front row, like, literally, you don't even go up one stair, they're all front row, so yeah. I see, there's, like, 12 guys watch the movie, and I just sit down, and the first guy shakes my hand, and then the second guy shakes my hand, so I, like, Shit, I gotta go down the whole line. <laughs> <laughs> like, three, four, five, six, and then the more I go, the more the guys are laughing their heads off at me. Like, what did I do? And uh, 
That's right. By the by, the twelfth guy, I was done, and I just sat down at the end of it. At that, the end of the row, and the guys were all laughing at me. It was really good. It was a good story. It just broke off. Was the movie playing, or was it the previews? Uh, man, I, I don't remember. It might have been the previews. <laughs> it might it might have been the previews, but but it, it was funny. Man. It was really funny. It was good first impression. That's awesome. Sawyer also Sawyer also has a, a message for you. He wanted me to tell you that he appreci- appreciates uh, your friendship after your playing career, and also he appreciates uh, your support towards Country Liberty. So he, he wanted me to say that to you. Yeah, that's great. Well, man, I, I love what he's doing. It, it, it's crazy. I think he, he's making it, uh, it's build, he's building it into an awesome company. Uh, it started with like his own little vision of what it should be like. And he's, he's living his best life, man. We all see it. And he's working his ass off to, to, to build this, this company. And, you know, that's, that's what makes me happy about it because it shows everybody else that, uh, you know, after hockey or whatnot, even during hockey, you can, you can do these things. I'm sorry, you know, uh, I really admire what he's doing with his, his company. And that's why I support Country Liberty because, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he started it from nothing. And uh, now look at it, right? the nice big company in the Maritimes that people know it and uh, I'm sure soon enough it's going to be it's going to be a brand that's uh, known by uh, many 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 people so I'm glad I'm happy for Sawyer absolutely boy Sawyer if you're listening oh yeah I got one more question for you then we'll wrap it up here I heard that you're a talkative guy in the dressing room you like to keep things loose do you do that to keep yourself loose or do you do it to keep your uh, teammates loose or is it a little bit of both more for them, I just do it because that's just me, man. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, every, everybody that plays with me, uh, they've they told me to shut up a few times, but you know that's fine. That doesn't really bother me. I, I'm just a, I'm just a talkative guy. I like to like to have some fun, and uh, I mean we we're on the road and we're playing so many games and all that. that it's uh, it's good to, to to stay loose and enjoy every second as well because. How many times do we hear people say, uh, "Enjoy it while it lasts," because uh, when it's over, you're going to really realize what you what you were living and all that. So I try to be in the moment as much as I can. I uh, that's why that's why I'm like uh, I'm like this man. I just like to keep it loose and uh, have some fun. I love it, man. That's a great answer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it doesn't change the fact that some guys uh, like to stay a little bit more quiet. Nah, just just keep doing you, <laughs> man. You're fine. It's, it whatever you're doing is moment. working for you, so just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I gotta choose my moments, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, listen, Zach. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, man. Um, what we should do? We should do like halfway through the season next year. We'll give you a call or this year, excuse me, and we'll we'll catch yeah. up, see how everything's going. Perfect. Right. Sounds good to me, man. Anytime. Thanks a lot. All right, you stay on the line here. I'm just going to end the podcast. I'll, I'll talk to you in just one sec, okay? Okay, yeah. All right, so everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you can go to all of our social media outlets, like, subscribe, comment. I appreciate that. Once again, I love each and every one of you, and we are out.